0: everyone my name is michael
1: kaiser and i'm john wilson
0: and welcome to another episode damn it let's do it again (laughs)
2: It's
0: not what i was supposed to say that's what i normally say but that's not what i'm supposed to say all right here we go hey everyone my name is michael kaiser and i'm john wilson welcome to another special episode of make ours marvel that we like to call not comics
1: this is our 21st not comic special. It's the first one we're recording in 2020. Uh, so Yay. it's in 19. <laughs> Already did that first episode. Uh, 2020 is the new year. And we are back to talk about some X-Men movie goodness. And of course, because she's freaking amazing, back with us to talk about X-Men is Sarah Sentry. Hi, Sarah.
3: Hi. <laughs> or a Glutton
0: for Punishment. One of the two.
3: I mean, this one, it seemed more like a glutton of punishment. <laughs> but <laughs> It wasn't that bad, guys. <laughs>
1: It's a pretty cool Um, first half.
0: Yes, I agree. (laughs) See, we're already off to an agreeable start.
1: (laughs) So X-Men Apocalypse is our film for today. And to me, I feel like as far as just like general opinion, this is the X-Men The Last Stand of the new movie set.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much true, huh? Although, oh, yeah. Isn't there another round of these guys with Dark Phoenix or something like that? I haven't seen that yet. I guess I will be seeing that soon.
1: Sarah's opinion might be different. I actually really like Dark Phoenix. I thought
3: it was pretty good. I mean... For me, I was like, I'm ready for this franchise to be over. Because <laughs> we, we knew
1: it was ending by then, right?
3: Yeah, I was like, whatever. Sansa is Jean Grey. I'm gonna watch it. You know, it can't be worse than what I've already lived through with Jean. Like, I've been through a lot. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. basically, it was just me showing my commitment to Jean, basically, and then being like, oh yeah, this is actually like okay. I I get that like the choices are baffling, but they're baffling on like all of the movies to me. So
1: <laughs> I I'm sure Sansa it. appreciated it.
3: Heck yeah, she was cool. I, that, I hope that if I ever meet Sophie Turner, she doesn't think it's sarcasm whenever I'm just like, I love Dark Phoenix.
1: Thank you for saying her name because it was Sophie and I remember the last name I was trying to say Porter and I knew that wasn't right. So <laughs> Yes, um, so this is Sophie Turner's big intro as the new Jean Grey. And um, is it the guy from... Oh, We
0: did say what we're talking about tonight,
1: right? Or did we oh. not? No, I think <laughs> I so. I said, I said X-Men Apocalypse at some point. Okay, before. good. I we are sure. talking about X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> okay, just, just to be official.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah um, so like three months after Deadpool, we got two X-Men movies in 2016, I guess, huh? Kind of crazy. Yeah. What was the other uh, one? Dead, Deadpool. We talked oh. <laughs> about it.
3: Right?
1: That counts, though. Mm-hmm. No. Well, it's kind of yeah. like when we got uh, I mean, it Wolverine, had Colossus in it. We got the Wolverine and Days of Future Past pretty close together, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. And so, yeah, this movie comes out and we've got, you know, the first class was set in the 60s. Days of Future Past was set in the 70s. This is very much set in the 80s. And it's weird because they talk about time passing in the movie, but like nobody's getting older.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's it's just like a comic book. Yeah, it's exactly like a comic only with no mediating issues. (laughs) You just jump from it's 10 years later. Everybody's still 19.
1: (laughs) And and, and she even says when this happened, y'all were like 7, right? Which means they're 17 (laughs) in high school watching the movie. Because it's been 10 years. It's the 10 year anniversary of the stuff from Days of Future Past. But none of the adults are 10 years older.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I sat sat here watching this movie like Trying to desperately again, trying to figure out how the timeline works between this and Singer and stuff, and totally failing. But like, I think Days of Future Past is pretty much responsible for a whole new like version of how everything happens, which is what leads into this movie somehow. So <laughs> whatever. I kind of gave up after a while.
3: I felt that way too. I was like, all right. It's
0: my, like, my okay. Is obviously, that, the Wolverine thing is different, but yeah. yeah. Anyway.
1: After Days of Future Past, we can stop pretending.
0: Right. (laughs) That's
1: kind of what it is. Like, go ahead. That's because Days of Future Past is like, okay, let's just pretend that the two different time eras are connected. Mm -hmm. We all know that doesn't work at all. But for today, let's pretend. (laughs) And after that, we don't have to pretend anymore. Right. Because the
0: last movie, you're just watching this movie thinking, well, the last movie, there was a bunch of. Uh, t- time traveling shenanigans. So whatever is weird about this movie, that's because of that last movie, right? There you go. Shrug, <laughs> I guess that works. They time traveled and changed everything or something.
3: Yeah. It's funny to me that for like 60 years, it's like young Magneto, young Magneto, young Magneto. And then it's like hella old Magneto. Uh, <laughs> <of it. laughs>
0: yeah. Cause you know, Michael Fassbender is going to turn into Ian McKellen
3: in a minute. Like, like literally years, cause he, cause
0: he goes hard <laughs> on the beer.
1: It's not just him though, Stryker. Stryker is gonna get old and fat and myopic in next Tuesday.
3: Yeah, it's so funny how he looks like he's like twenty in this and also like somebody who I would run into at a bar and really dislike.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mainly because he's trying to drag you off into a music. Just stop.
3: I know. Please stop.
1: (laughs) And then the one immortal character
0: who makes a guest appearance in here because he just has to actually looks older than he's ever looked before. So even though it's the eighties, that's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I did
3: time. What is it? We're what not going to find it? out today.
1: <laughs> time is not a constant. Um, I actually was setting this up because I watched all of these X-Men rewatches I've been doing with my son.
2: Mm-hmm. Cause he
1: has seen some of the newer ones in the theaters, but when you're 10, even a year or two between movies is a pretty big gap. Um, and so he doesn't really remember seeing the ones he did see and vast majority of these he hadn't seen before. So we get to this one and we're getting ready to watch it. We're making lunch in the kitchen. I'm like, so just so you know, Wolverine is like hardly in this. And he's like, thank you. (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) He
1: doesn't need to be in this. This
3: was It was so ridiculous. Also, first of all, what is the deal? Oh my God. Him and Jean in this, I was like, what is happening? First of all, yeah, that's, that's weird.
0: It's creepier now, right? Cause she's like it, 10 years old.
3: I know it's so much creepier. And also weird it's weird. just like, why, why did you guys have to do this? <laughs> like, I know why they did, you know, but I just, I wish that they didn't, I guess.
0: The only, what? I mean, even the, the weird thing is, is like, as much as I'm down for watching Wolverine completely kill a bunch of evil soldiers in a warehouse, like even yeah. that wasn't that exciting. It's kind of it like wasn't. oh hum, like the choreography and stuff just kind of bored me. Like the whole that whole scene was just weird. And The only thing cool about it is you got to see the Weapon X like gear that he was wearing because they never did Which, that in Origins.
2: Yeah, it was kind
0: of neat, <laughs> but it's uh, not worth it. But it was yeah. kind of neat.
1: the in, the entire abduction from the abduction uh-huh. to the big fight at the end is uh-huh. superfluous. It does nothing.
0: The abduction of Professor X, you mean?
1: Of, of Gene and everyone to Weapon X. Yeah.
0: Oh that, yeah. I thought this movie tanked the minute Professor X gets kidnapped. I don't know why. From there it just got really boring for me.
3: Fair enough. But, so <laughs> Where does it begin? I'm trying to like remember cuz I know Egypt. We have Egypt.
0: So did we all go see this in the theater? I I don't really have any. I know I didn't see this in the theater. I think Days of Future Past, I was kind of like done with. Because at this point, we're talking 2016 now. So guess what? There is some competitive comic book movies out there. And now I can start making choices with my money. (laughs) If this was you know, 1992, I would have been down for this movie first in line. But now it's like, okay, there's a lot of superhero movies and 20 bucks is 20 bucks. So I waited. I know I waited and i saw it on the tv and i was happy with my decision but did anybody else go to the theater to see this
1: or were you back in movies by this time sarah
3: nope i sat here on my bed and watched it <laughs> while my cat was asleep next to my laptop and she had her face like right next to the speaker listening to everything oh it was very strange and cute but also i was like does my cat like love this movie or what's happening i think she just liked it because it was warm like my laptop's warm right
2: Mm-hmm. yeah anyway
3: that was <laughs> i'm like talking about notable things about x-men and i'm like i watched it with my cat
1: <laughs> well i remember the um the the sky being overcast with smoke and the sound of explosions from the batman v superman wars and oh. i pulled myself out of the trench and like had to scrape off the mud to make it to the theater to uh see it so yeah i saw it in the theater Oh really. Um, 2016 was a weird year for me as a as a as a, as a person um
3: oh, it was a rough one though the election everything was going awry during um, that year
1: i oh, was shit. in los I...
3: angeles like
1: okay so yeah that, that actually yeah because the election happened yeah um that was a very very bad year batman superman was like just part of it um yeah it was yeah, a bonkers s- year saw that um and you didn't know You know how I am. I'm easy (laughs) enough, please. But even then, I walked out of that movie thinking how a third of it, or maybe a quarter, but a good chunk of it didn't need to exist. Yeah. The whole weapon X. And um, I know that if I have minor quibbles with the movie, (laughs) most people are going to have major quibbles with the
3: movie. (laughs) Sure, Yeah this was just the first one that i watched and just uh as i i think we've talked a lot of times while we were going through this franchise that i'm kind of going through a forgiveness process (laughs) with these films and kind of being (laughs) like i see the things that i loved or that i could have loved about these if i would have you know had an open heart about it i guess um this one (laughs) was kind of i started it started to test my patience a little bit and there was just um whole parts where I just kind of started to zone out and started like checking my Twitter and stuff like that and was like damn I should throw my phone across the room so that I can actually focus on this (laughs) it just I started like completely going off on like little tangents in my head and just like just kind of halfway paid attention to it and then of course on top of that it's like two and a half hours long so you're just like "Mm -hmm."
0: Um, it really it suffers In my opinion, from the same thing, pretty much all the other movies suffer from is that, like, you know, you get these top billed actors who have two lines, or
2: I know, uh,
0: you get these characters that we know and love from the comics that aren't really coming to life because either they're not getting (sighs) enough screen time or they're just completely like unresembling anything you know of the character other than name or power. Yeah. So, but so at the same time, though, we've been going through all these, and I've sort of started just getting over that so in a sense i think i enjoyed it more watching it this time for the show than i did the first time i saw it because like now i'm kind of used to them doing that now that we're watching all these in
2: rapid
0: succession it's like <laughs> okay it's no they're they're not really being as insulting as, as i remember because they did this the last movie and the movie before that in the first movie and, and but, <laughs> but it is really long and like john said there's a whole bunch of it that could have been gone and it would, would have been fine
3: yeah Ooh. editing good god
1: The pacing is just weird because, like, I was I was watching it, Mm -hmm. and Apocalypse is putting his team together, and the X Men Uh are trying to find each other. Uh Dude, y'all, the first act of the film doesn't end until after the hour mark. Oh my god! Yeah, and there is no second act. Yep, they blow up the mansion. You have the needless Weapon X stuff, and then it's the big showdown at the the land of spirally metal that Magneto making for no totally
3: reason. more than like any of these movies I feel like this was the one where they were just like let's just pack as much into it as we can uh-huh. and then all of a sudden for no reason give Pietro like 30 minutes of screen time to himself
0: okay like, no reason that's the best part of the movie thank it god it might that's have been
3: the best part that's all but I care that about was baffling <laughs> I mean come I on love though the flash
0: in these movies
3: Sure, but (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing, right? He's Wally West in this. That was the whole deal. And then also, like, okay, yes, it was cool, but why this movie? And also, like, what does it have to do with anything? Like, that whole scene was cool, but it's totally just like, come on.
2: It
0: it was so successful in the last one. They had to repeat. And also now he's going to add himself as Magneto's son because somehow that makes sense with this Magneto, even though it really didn't This that this magneto would ever hook up with trailer trash mom lady i don't know oh like, my god when that happened but that didn't happen
3: that was he's so funny because <laughs> whenever he's like magneto's like what are you here for and he's like i'm here for also family <laughs> and it's just like dude your dad is like going off the deep end if you're gonna tell him he's your dad this is a great time <laughs> like what are you doing yeah well, well, like-
0: Mom was telling him who her who his father was. I'm like, you're lying, lady. There's no way smoldering, charismatic, sexy Magneto would hook up with you. I don't believe it.
3: Because she's like, hey, you need to be more careful. And then just like makes like sad mom faces like three more times, <laughs> and that's like the only thing she does in this movie. And it's like uh-huh. Magneto. But Magneto's, okay, so, like, <laughs> Magneto's yeah. wife, too, in this movie. And, of course, she he always is dating, like, women who just get immediately fridged because he, it's, like, well, some, every movie starts with, like, Magneto walking in and being like, well, whatever you do, don't kill everybody I ever loved. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> well, that was one of the things I actually it. liked about this film is that, like, that was straight out of an X-Men classic story. Totally.
3: It super is. And it I is had like
1: just it. read that before it came out in the theaters.
3: Yeah, so I was like, yeah. oh my
1: gosh, I just read this story.
3: It just happened. But also, once again, just like kind of a baffling choice for this film. Because that's supposed to make him line up with Apocalypse, but also no. Apocalypse. what's that? Right. Not-
0: exactly. I agree with you. Oh why yeah. would that make him a line up with Apocalypse? Just because he's
3: mad. Thing. Because Apocalypse is a eugenicist, and that's also what Nazis are.
2: So like the right. whole thing
3: was just baffling to me. I was like, like- As weird as Magneto is, this is where he always draws his lines like he won't hurt other Jewish people like he always like is against fascists no matter what, like he even calls Xavier fascist essentially. So it's just like, that's the one thing that this guy always hates even and he would just hate it even more right now like you would think but I don't know that was baffling to me.
0: Yeah, like, I I think, I mean, obviously that scene, with you see that coming a mile away, his wife Mm -hmm. and kids getting killed, but it was a good (laughs) scene, I thought. I thought it was a pretty good scene, like, in terms of the drama. And actually, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when his daughter holds her hand out and does the mutant thing, that was very mirror of Magneto as Mm -hmm. a child holding his hand out to pull the family back and stuff. So I thought that was really a cool little beat they did. But then, yeah, you're right. It's like, there's no way Magneto and his ego and his feelings on fascism would just be fine with this dude. I don't know.
1: And I was thinking about how, like, the main motivation given for Magneto so often is his Holocaust roots. Mm
2: -hmm. And I
1: was thinking, because we've talked about in previous specials about how that's one of those things that always gets brought up in association with Judaism Mm -hmm. And there's so much more to Judaism than that horrific part of history. right? Um, But also Magneto has other things in his life motivating him. And this whole thing with his wife and daughter, I feel like this would be a more immediate motivator. And I feel like this should be referenced more in comics. So maybe it is and I haven't read it, but I didn't know about it until I read it in X-Men Classic.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So the first guy we meet is... The title of the movie. Yes.
3: And absolutely. Should we just, should we just go through how
0: lame he is first yeah. before we move on? Or at least I think he is anyway. Yeah. But,
3: Let's drag him.
0: <laughs> I mean, first of all, what's his name? Oscar Isaac. Yep. Um, I've loved him in a lot of movies. So yep. I'm not going to, I'm not saying I blame him because yep. I don't think it's his fault. I think they just caked on so much crap on him. Like he can't even move or hear or speak. And I think, uh, I don't know, like, he just walks around like he's dead and boring. Yep. And all of his powers, and I don't understand Apocalypse in the comics either, I'll admit it, but, like, all his powers are just so all over the place, I just kept scratching my head the entire time, like, why does he need anybody? Because, like, he tells Magneto, you know, dig into the ground and pull magnet stuff out of the earth, but five seconds ago, he magically made a pyramid appear. I don't blame the actor, I've seen him in a lot of movies that I like, um... He was being dull and boring and it's just kind of dull and boring. And I think there's just too much. Maybe he just had too much makeup and stuff going on that he couldn't move around. Or maybe it is his choice. I don't know. Maybe I should blame him. But he just like wandered around and he kind of talked in this weirdly like low volume and he didn't have any expression or, you know, emotion or anything. And it was just all my child this and my child that. And that's real honor right there. But then on top of it, I just don't like um, – you know, a character in a movie that's about abilities and you don't know what the heck his freaking abilities are because like, it seemed like anything he wanted these, uh, you know, what were they called? What are they called? The uh, horsemen or whatever. Horsemen, Apple, horsemen or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, why does he even need them when he, he seems to be able to do everything they can do. If not more, why does he need Charles Xavier? If two minutes ago, he took over Charles mind and like had all these missiles launched through Cerebro. Like clearly he's a better telepath than Charles, you know, mm-hmm. actually he gets to do a, mental fight with him in this movie and totally trounces him so like why, why does he need charles why does he need magneto why does i mean obviously he needs angel okay the first time i saw this movie i was really rolling my eyes that angel was someone that was powerful that he wanted to recruit but now that i've done the show a while i understand how powerful angel is because you know all these early x-men issues he is the most powerful x-man so that makes sense to me now but he
1: dodges really well
0: He dodges really well, and he can drop sticks of dynamite in the ocean like nobody's business. So, okay, (laughs) I get it. He needs Angel. But, like, otherwise, like, why does he need anybody? Apparently, he can twinkle his fingers and people just dissolve into dust. So, like, I don't know. He was really boring. And the entire time, I was kind of thinking, like, here we have what's-his-face, who's computer-generated Thanos. And I would almost follow him because he's so damn charismatic. (laughs) But, like, Apocalypse, I just want him to die. And the more he's in this movie, the more screen time he has in this movie, the worse the movie gets.
3: Right. So, um, yes, to all of that. In the comic, they also have a really hard time defining what Apocalypse's powers are. Uh, Also Mm -hmm. in the comic, Apocalypse is really actively a eugenicist. And so everything that he says, pretty much, I'd say, 80s to until really recently when they started trying to kind of rehabilitate him a little bit um he was an active eugenicist right so he would say things like survival of the fittest only the strongest survive and like all of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i don't think that you could put that in a movie (laughs) right now or i mean you know Mm -hmm. i mean in 2016 you probably couldn't in 2020 maybe but uh but i think that Yeah, it might it might have just seemed extremely problematic. But whenever you take that out of Apocalypse's equation, there's no reason for him to be doing any of the stuff that he's doing. So it literally
1: feels like he just wants to live forever. He Uh didn't listen to that Queen song because he slept through it. (laughs) And he just wants to live forever with Xavier's powers, which, as Mike already pointed out, he seems to kind of already have, or at least, you know, some pretty awesome version of them.
3: Right, because he trounces Xavier when Xavier is wearing Cerebro, and then later Xavier (laughs) beats him, and it's like, all right.
1: No, he
0: doesn't. He gets his butt kicked. He starts to beat him, but then he loses, doesn't he? Is that I don't that right know. Later? One who yeah, saves G- G- oh yeah, yeah, G yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. But like um, like um um, but if that was the case, like that's cool if the movie's about him trying to be immortal, that's fine. But it also seems like he's trying to kill the entire world or something. Yeah. And I don't know. And he whoever survives survives. Lot. And he does talk about survival a little bit, like he's all right. butthurt that the mutants haven't taken over in his absence. Sure, or sure. Yeah, he and
2: says stuff he like as- that in the
0: comic. Why was he asleep the whole time? Like, I don't really get that either. Like The whole period at the beginning when he's being transferred to Oscar Isaac's, you know, bald body or whatever, like, then he gets trapped and he's underground. But, like, were those pyramids that glowed like part of his power or, like (laughs) – was that the transfer process and anybody could use those or, and why is he asleep? Why did he wake up? I don't know. It's all I'm weird just
3: cracking stuff. up thinking about how much you're like, if you happen to get to like X factor early X factor at certain, at a certain point, you're probably not going to enjoy it that much because <laughs> uh, a
2: yeah. lot
3: of that stuff does actually happen in X factor where it's just like, so what is this guy's power? What is he doing? Why is what, he doing what, it?
1: Early on, he's basically evil Mr. Fantastic. He's like stretching around yep, and turning his that. feet into mallets. He didn't turn his hand into a single mallet in this movie, and <laughs> I Rip feel off. betrayed.
3: Oh, totally. That is actually a really good point. That would have made it. That would have saved some stuff. I'm going to say that. He
1: grew, but only in the Xavier mind thing.
3: I know. Did yeah.
1: you know that Apocalypse was supposed to be the owl?
0: Yes. Okay. I didn't Did know, you know that, know that Sarah? What is it? The apocalypse was originally supposed to be the owl. Like when you see those silhouettes in X Factor
3: oh yeah, first... yeah 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 totally
0: and then they okay. decided to make up a new character instead
3: yeah i did know that that is ridiculous it's kind
1: <laughs> of silly so isn't for, it? for those out there in listener land in the very first x-factor story that has apocalypse the the bad who's behind the henchman that the x-factor is dealing with is a mystery for a little while and you see some shady you know and there's gonna be a big reveal and it's gonna be you know Leland owsley the owl and mm-hmm. someone who I was like um Let's do <laughs> some, that, that, Simonson. <laughs> that's not going to be awesome. Let's do something different.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Louis Simonson comes up with this like bonkers idea for like just like the most out-of-control eugenicist you've ever heard of. And you're like, you know, he is a villain, actually. <laughs> I can see you really hating this guy. And but, I mean, that's also a thing with the X-Men where you're just like, How did you rehabilitate this one? <laughs> like out of all of, you know, they always seem to be able to rehabilitate every single villain um after not that much work. <laughs> so it's always kind of like Wait, so Apocalypse is good now? All right.
0: What's weird is, like, I have read those X Factor because I remember thinking Angel to Archangel was freaking rad. Mm-hmm. Because
3: it but, makes sense there. But
0: <laughs> I can't remember a single bit about Apocalypse. And I right. read them. So even in the well, comics, I, like I guess, I don't care about Apocalypse. Like, there's just something about this guy who doesn't stand out for me. So maybe the well, movie's perfectly accurate. I don't know.
1: Well, also the whole <laughs> Egypt thing. I mean, it's a significantly later development, relatively speaking. Uh It was not in the 80s. It's not until the 90s that they do all that.
3: Yeah, they did a story that was called Rise of Apocalypse and gave this guy kind of like a sidekick secretary dude who was named Ozymandias. So, of course, like, you know, (laughs) he's from Egypt now, you know, like that kind of...
1: Of (laughs) course. Was he also Ramses II?
3: Uh, No, but...
1: I believe I mean, cause it was, was like, like back
3: uh, in the day where he was like a slave and then like had to kill a bunch of people because he was mad about his treatment and his of course a girl gets fridged <laughs> like he loves a girl. She gets killed.
0: Well, like the comic books for horsemen were probably also a lot cooler. I don't know. I, I well, remember Archangel like, was
1: one of them. Archangel was, was
0: very cool and actually cooler than he is in this movie, even like just the way he looked and stuff. But then there was like that famine gal. I remember because cat mm-hmm. fodder in his book. Yep. And then they had like, I don't know who else, but like, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe they should have done that instead of like Psylocke and freaking well, Magneto and
3: they, Storm. Had, they had Caliban in this movie as like, like played by Billy Corgan or whatever. And
2: mm-hmm. That was really funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and he was kind of like Caliban, but not really. And, uh, oh. yeah. Then angel was one of his horsemen. Um, angel in this movie was hilarious. The whole like beginning part where it's like, it's another X-Men cage fight. And it's like Angel is like punching the air and like listening to metal music and being like, "Ah!" (laughs) I'm (laughs) the
0: most powerful X-Men. Yeah. I know. I was laughing
3: because I was like, are you serious? So
0: so that's an example of like, not really the, the pages coming to life there because other than wings and him being called angel, how is he angel? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. I mean, it has nothing to do. It doesn't even match up with his last appearance in these movies.
1: Nope. Well, yeah, that's the thing about a, Warren not, Worthington. There's it's a new about. reality, yeah. And he's not even in the United States. He's off somewhere else. I don't know. It's weird.
2: Yeah, but Nightcrawler is
0: adorable.
3: He is. He, is. he was
0: pretty accurate for a young Nightcrawler, like kind of. Mm-hmm.
3: But like that young, young Nightcrawler, like before yeah, yeah. we met him, like very young and uncanny.
0: still insecure about his appearance and stuff like that. Yeah, I was known as a
1: great Nightcrawler. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that worked for me. Um, I don't know. You
1: know what? You know what worked for me. Uh huh. Even though it's literally thirty seconds, but we got a more comics accurate Storm than we've ever gotten, and yeah, she had yeah. more lines in this movie yeah. than she's ever had.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and identifies things that she feels personally on her own. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of things like where you're just kind of like, "Damn!" So. This is kind of cool. And also it shows her as like the leader of the group of thieves and stuff like that. So it was kind of interesting. I mean, I think that she got a lot of flack. There was like a lot of conversation around how much they lightwash Storm. But in just in general, I mean, that's happened a lot of times in comics as well as the movies. But I have thought that Alexandra Shipp did a good job in this as Storm.
0: She certainly had more to do than Oscar winner Halle Berry has ever had to do with the role. And you kind of did buy into the idea of like street urgent angry. Okay. She's going to buy into this guy's hype for like at least an hour, but then by hour two, she's going to realize he's so weird and fight against him. And that worked for me. I remember
1: her, her thing for mystique being such a turning point at the end of the film until this time around. So that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, having a moral complexity moment is a very storm thing. So that was mm-hmm. interesting to see yeah, in a movie.
0: I liked it. Uh, once again, Mystique is a hero and now she's the hero of all mutants, which is kind of a honor <laughs> for me. I don't yeah, know if that wasn't working. She's it doesn't so ring true. And Weird. Popular. <laughs> like, yeah, just like, was like, like all what? the kids this are in like... awe when they see her.
3: I know this is nothing like the Mystique that we know. There's like that scene towards the end where she's like, I should be more comfortable as a mutant all the time too, <laughs> and then like mm-hmm. goes blue and you're just like, Okay, so you're trying to like connect it with Rebecca Romaine, but this still is yeah. not not as cool.
0: So so here's the new al- here's the new alternate reality where Nightcrawler and Mystique hang out versus the old one where it's why don't you look human all the time because I shouldn't have to, which is a so much better scene and line and character
2: beat.
3: Yeah, in these so, movies she's just evolving. here to be mad at Xavier all of the time and you're just like Girl, I get it, but like at least take some of his money or something. Like <laughs> that's kind of my thing is like if I'm that mad at somebody, I'm always like, This person knows that they screwed up. I should make them like buy me dinner or something like that. Like I'm like definitely, um I guess like a shark in that way, but definitely also I'm like, Mystique, you you're like struggling. Like you should take the kindness that he gives, even if you're mad at him, you know, and you should try to work with him a little bit more as much as like Xavier's such adult in these movies. But I just feel like at a certain point people like, I don't know, people write women where they're just like mad, mad all of the time and they don't really let up or something. And that's mm-hmm. like, you're just like, so she's like the shrew character kind of, or something. Met and about it's, dudes. Yeah, and just mad at dudes all the time. Because she like, has three that. dudes
1: that she has to get mad about and then reconcile every ish, every movie.
3: I know, and it's just like, for me, that whole story, I'm just kind of like, I'm I'm happy, or even now to have Rebecca Romaine later in this role or earlier or whatever.
1: Yeah. When she's just, not being number one on the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes.
3: When she's not busy.
0: Um, well, they're not, not giving her a lot to do on that either, but
1: that's yeah. not. Um, so... Psylocke as Betsy Braddock not as Quanon um, Olivia Munn Olivia Munn and I've heard that Olivia Munn like insisted on comics accurate or as close to it as possible um, visuals with her, suit it and looks her good. Hair and stuff.
0: So kids if you want to hear her own side of that story she did like because now ASMR is all popular and in and, and stuff so now celebrities do it for commercials. <laughs> So Olivia, Olivia Munn has one on YouTube because all these celebrities do it now. And one of the stories while she was whispering is how they were trying to force her to do like an updated look. And she just wasn't having none of it. So if you want a behind the scenes, look up ASMR Olivia Munn and watch that.
3: I like that. I yeah. think that she looks great in this movie. Yeah.
0: She looked <laughs> very screen actor. Unfortunately, she doesn't get a lot to do.
3: She doesn't. She does have cool powers and she does <laughs> totally not mess around it's really strange that she's so easily swayed it's just like another one of those things where you're like you had an hour to tell this story of apocalypse getting the band together and you still (laughs) didn't didn't really tell that story anything and she is yeah she just goes with him all of a sudden she's like like, oh yeah sounds good
0: as long as he upgrades them they just all follow along
3: right You'd think there'd be some story
0: plot where, like, at least part of the upgrade involves him possessing their brain or something. Totally.
3: The part where I went, I got actually, like, really geeky in this moment, or in this movie, was the moment whenever Angel's like, and then, like, Psylocke goes running and jumps into the air, and they jump onto, like, the Blackbird or whatever. Uh Because, like, they're, you know, they're a couple in the comic. So, like, I, and I grew up reading, like, late 90s, you know, early 90s and late 90s X-Men So that to me was just like, oh, they know each other's names. (laughs) They're they're kind of friends in this movie, even though not really, but cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. They know each other's names.
3: Totally. Okay. And then, of course, we also have to talk about Jubilee, who was completely robbed in this movie.
0: Where was Jubilee?
1: But looking so cool.
3: She looked amazing. I don't um, even She's in it for her. like thirty seconds. She has like maybe three lines. She has a yellow jacket.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's the the um, the Chinese actor who has the yellow jacket. She's at the school. She's her Talks her most significant Star scenes Wars. are up until the uh, explosion.
3: There's okay. that scene where her oh, and wow. Cyclops were talking about star wars and she's like empire's the best because blah 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 and cyclops is like oh no no the first one is the greatest one and then gene follows up of course and is the one who says (laughs) well we can all agree that the third one is usually the worst right
2: Uh, (laughs) and it's like
3: singer just sit down (laughs) 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 brian singer you didn't do better by these characters than anybody else like totally haven't (laughs) Wow. <laughs> take a seat my friend like you don't need to do that and then also like sophie turner come on like fom she doesn't deserve that like maybe those movies do but Fomp doesn't right sophie <laughs> but Sophie's really good as Jean. there's that
0: okay so that's one thing i was thinking about watching this movie is like i wonder what sarah thinks about gene gray because to me and this is my deficit the only gene i've ever read is basically gene gray is the girl uh-huh so I don't really know what Jean Grey is supposed to be most of the I mean, time. she's so, kind of
3: bad a lot in this movie, too. So
0: she's kind of that. And the other thing you always mention is like, and then they always go for the Dark Phoenix thing. They have to go right. Immediately. to that story. So guess what? We get a new Jean. And what does she do at the end? She goes Dark Phoenix to win the day. I mean, not in, dark, but she which, goes Phoenix to win the day.
3: Importantly, which, we have to wait for two hours <laughs> to get to that point. So and it's we like, knew it was coming. Jean, doing nothing for two hours and then all of a sudden except for like kind of like low-key flirting with scott which is like yeah scott's uh god i hated it and then did you
0: see how she like raised her eyebrow when he unleashed all that load onto the tree
3: i know you're just like good god i know i was very like annoyed And then, of course, he's like, oh, that's the girl that, like, I was all rude to? Oh. (laughs) Well, now that she's
0: hot, I take it back.
3: I know. I hated it so much. But then also at the very – I mean, there was things I liked where it's just kind of like, yeah, Jean being the person who's very weird and everybody's creeped out by her tracks – Um, That terrible scene where Xavier just immediately shows up in her bedroom and starts gaslighting her, like, and we haven't seen them exchange any words, but he's like, your very powerful mind is just making you be upset or something like that. It's just convincing you that you're upset. And she's just like, okay, but like. but this seems really really actually a troubling situation like do you understand that he's just like absolutely not i think that that's something that you're lying to yourself about and it's like dude you can't do that but that was like immediate here's
1: here's here's one of the things i was gonna verify with you because i i think i'm right on this the whole gene has an inherent darkness Uh or an inherent malevolence or like all the stuff with Dark Phoenix is actually her being a bad mutant or bad powered person. Uh-huh. That's not comics, yeah, right? And it's, Isn't it's it?
3: Like you have no, Um, because almost sure, everything no? is attributed to Dark Phoenix. Um, yeah, because Phoenix takes her body, right? So, like, no, the but stuff wasn't that, happened,
0: that a retcon?
3: Uh, <laughs> like, maybe. Well, even but
0: when she goes really.
1: Dark Phoenix, it's because Mastermind is like breaking down her morality. Yeah, oh, he's that's literally right. like level.
3: lying to her and sexually assaulting her. That's, that's basically true. like date rape is what he's doing to her. So I mean, yeah, I would probably. But I always, I always forget. Too. Like,
0: was the original intention of Dark Phoenix that it was Jean, and then later yes. Burn and what's his face retconned it to make it an alien, and she was really in a status cocoon in an ocean somewhere, and they found her.
3: Yes, blah, that part blah, is all blah. of but that's that, correct. Yeah. So
0: originally, the story was that she goes nuts, essentially.
3: Um, originally the story was that the Phoenix possesses her. Oh yeah. Oh, so it was, no, there was to no yeah, entity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was yeah, just yeah. her later.
3: Yeah. No, no, it is. <laughs> there is an entity, but they merge. Right. So that's wait, different.
0: Wait. So even in the original story, there was an entity
3: in the first, it's like X-Men number 99, I believe Jean Grey is in outer space. So like that whole scene that like, I think has been retread a bunch of times where she's in the spaceship and she makes all of the X-Men leave.
2: So Mm -hmm. that she can
3: sacrifice her life. In Uh that moment, the Phoenix comes to her in the original story. The Phoenix comes to her. She's dying of like radiation burns. This is another classic X-Men story, Um, but she's dying of radiation burns. And then Phoenix has this like long, weird conversation where Phoenix is like, if you want to live, like we have to become one, and like all of this really weird shit, oh. um, that was that in and of itself is also like a fill oh. right? in, right? In the outcome for issue. her, they
1: know what the uh, phoenix is.
3: Yeah, the phoenix is a oh. cosmic force. So even without Gene, okay. the phoenix exists, right? And the phoenix is okay. about uh, rebirth. So the phoenix destroys things that aren't useful anymore. But once it's so you- in its body, it feels addicted to sensation, right?
0: So you could argue that it was both the Phoenix and Mastermind that made her go nuts. Then probably,
3: <sighs> yeah. But in but
0: the in the original story, and then of course that's retcon to not even be Jean at all. But
3: yes. Um. And uh, either way you go, if you're in this movie or if you're in that scenario, either way you go, the story is that like this woman essentially can't handle her high, and like mm-hmm. that is <laughs> whack. But. <laughs> And that's, it's, like, intrinsic to, like, Jean's story, right? Uh, And that's something that's super problematic that I think, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons that so many, you know, feminists and stuff end up talking about her so much. Because there's things that are super empowering about her, but then there's this, like, core to the story that's actually hugely offensive, (laughs) where it's just kind of, like, but then also... Um, in this, I think it was interesting besides the fact that she essentially does nothing. I think it's interesting whenever they start to be like, Oh, Jean has a dark side because she's always definitely had a dark side. It makes her a lot more interesting once you start to see her dark side. But, um, yeah, the whole thing where she has to go completely evil, like, you know, there's a lot of characters in the X-Men that have dark sides. Like they don't all like go Phoenix and destroy a planet. Like, mm-hmm. but Yeah.
0: <laughs> i mean cyclops can't control his power but he's never gone weird
3: yeah
0: well i mean he's gone, weird. he's
3: gone weird but he's not, gone
0: weird but not, not like that like
3: that He's never yeah, gone full yeah
0: so speaking of another character that doesn't resemble anything but <laughs> i know of, cyclops right like
2: bad boys that, that is not the
0: that is not the uptight dude with the weight of the world on his shoulders who wants to do everything right and yeah. that's like weird uh i don't know what he is he's like weird cool guy or something
3: yeah he's super yeah. cool guy and i'm just like what are you doing had <laughs> like, yeah. you
1: know, such weird feelings about havoc being in this movie because it's like, oh, oh yay havoc yes. they brought him back but then it's like he's the older brother and the one who's responsible for cyclops and it's just like what i don't
3: and <laughs> yeah. but you know what no. else is weird about that
0: is they kill him spoilers They kill him. Uh, Spoilers. Why did I say that? (laughs) Um, And like, then there's this big old Cyclops. I'm sorry about your brother. And they start talking about how, you know, Havoc was always like this. And I was always like that. And it's like, yeah, thanks for telling me this after the fact that he's dead. Too bad. There were no brotherly scenes that, that established your guys' actual relationship.
3: Two and a half hour
1: long movie. (laughs) There's so much movie,
0: but there's no, there's no heart like they could have set up like these cool Havoc and Scott scenes where like we like them as brothers and we see the differences they have with each other and stuff that he talks about later after Havoc is dead and we don't see ever see on screen. Then he dies and Cyclops is crying and I don't care because all we saw was like him patting him on the shoulder and for five minutes. Yeah, so,
2: totally lame. Yep. Yeah, super
0: lame.
1: Don't forget Havoc also got to bro with the uh, X-Men people. Yeah. like Hey, bro. Hey, bro. And then he went yeah,
2: off well,
3: it was right. in him and like Xavier. He was like being Xavier's wingman with Moira or whatever. And that was gross because it was like, dude, he literally wiped her brain of memories. <laughs> like, You got you can't be the wingman for that guy. Like, you got to draw some <laughs> lines, buddy. Like, come on. Like he should never go near Moira McTaggart again in his life. (laughs) Like,
1: well, the X-Men is just the ongoing story of the X-Men weirdly enabling Charles Xavier to do terrible things.
3: It's all over the place in this movie.
1: She does nothing also, by the way. She does
3: nothing.
0: nothing she's just there to observe like the like the last time she was here actually pretty much (laughs) it's
3: so funny too because she's totally it's like she's like the white lady of this situation like obviously there's more than one white lady but she's like the white lady right with capital letters because she's like oh good the cops are here (laughs) (laughs) she's all excited and all the other mutants are like oh no and she's like hi best friends (laughs) (laughs) it's just like what is happening with moira like i don't think she's like that Mm -hmm. but okay sure now that she's like a cia agent we've got yeah she's cia moira different story with her all right fine whatever but like first of all xavier you are so unethical for still flirting with her (laughs) like you're so unethical like that's messed up he is and why did you take her memories? You didn't have to do that. Like that's it's like one of those things where he just casually mentions it. And he's like, Oh, you know, just protect everybody. And it's like, um, because like she started yelling at you and you didn't want to deal with it, <laughs> or like she broke up with you and you just got really no, sad and angry he, and took her feelings and memories away. No,
0: he <laughs> and did why has... No, he did it on screen in first class though, remember?
3: Yeah. Doesn't it? It's still
1: for no yeah, reason. Yeah, that's right.
3: It's still for right. no reason. <laughs> I yeah, it is, it
0: but is. I just, we saw it.
1: Why has this grown-ass man, who was already 30 years old in 1963, <laughs> why has he never learned how to control a hormone? Right. Because like he is really, really weirdly flabbergasted by what seeing the- Moira. I have an just answer. Like, you it's, have an answer?
0: It's because he's played by James McAvoy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. That dude's creepy weird.
3: Beginning, end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you ever seen him on a talk show or something? He's just a swarmy. It's weird. I don't like it. Okay. They have to team him know. up with
3: Fastbinder so that he comes off as like, like kind of funny or something. Uh, <laughs> They're like, like how? Hey, could you babysit this guy?
0: <laughs> how this Xavier turns into the geneal, uh, you know, Patrick Stewart is beyond me. I like I cannot figure
3: Seriously. it out. Obviously. I know. I'm like, Patrick Stewart respects women. James yeah. McAvoy. I mean, for except that.
0: for the part where he put locks on her and all that stuff. That was actually sure, see, sure, now sure. we know. Now we know that was James McAvoy, Xavier doing all that, not Patrick Stewart.
1: Oh yeah. They just didn't yeah. know it was going to be James McAvoy when they made the movie, but it's actually James <laughs> McAvoy in that scene. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I prefer that.
1: <laughs> we have fixed, we have fixed X-Men. Oh, X-Men. Yeah.
3: You're three. welcome everybody. Yeah. Um, I, This is out of context, but I want to say I loved Magneto's look in this movie. <laughs> I think that his outfit was great. A yeah. lot of characters had really nice outfits.
1: Yeah. There were some good looks in this film. I, I mean, Archangel was just not really Archangel, but he looked cool.
3: Oh yeah, he looked very queer in this. He had like the super like sides of his head shaved. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm mm. just like,
3: who's she? Hey, and like, just, just, like
0: I mean, did they just not make him blue because then that competes with Apocalypse or something? Make him blue, <sighs> dang it! And I pink. Think
3: this whole story doesn't even make sense anymore. It's like he had to go through stuff before he could just be taken by Apocalypse. Okay, like
1: no, 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 Sarah. He hurt his wing. <laughs> he's like <Really>? ouchie
0: <laughs> and the guy gave him his wing back so now it's okay to do total destruction
1: that's Ouchy. definitely the he's same as the having your wings amputated and tortured in the mm-hmm. sewers I know
3: yeah what was that this, <laughs> it didn't do too good by a lot of these characters I guess is what I'm saying it did great by their outfits
0: <laughs> but just like the last movies it's fun to see them all you know fight and have powers and you know CGI and that kind of thing was fun
3: You know, it's really important that we have to talk about too, though, is that Hank McCoy is still the worst boyfriend ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he's he's looking better.
3: He's looking better. He seems like he's a little bit more comfortable in his own skin. Mm -hmm. But he's the worst boyfriend ever. He like, (laughs) whenever Mystique shows up and she's like, "Well, I'm here to look for Eric," and he's like, "Oh, of course, that guy." Hmm. just like yeah. dude you like literally told her she'd never be beautiful <laughs> like
1: yeah wow you, you did you really didn't have, you
3: you have to get over this and stop being such a child every time she walks onto this frame like she shows up and he's like oh women am i right <laughs> and you're just like dude
0: <laughs> but he built the jet so that's important
2: <laughs> you've got they destroyed jet. it you better go they destroyed wars the jet
0: yeah they did
1: they? this jet does not exist anymore
0: I, know. I guess he builds another one.
3: It's so funny, too, how, like, they explode the Xavier Institute, and it just is, like, literally complete rubble. Like, nothing is still standing. Like, it's just, like, you know. Right. Well, Quicksilver. Right. Quicksilver. Well, and then, oh, they re-
0: then they rebuild it, because, you know, that's how that works. You just put the bricks back up.
3: Oh my god, I love back in the day whenever we had X Men: The Animated Series, and like whenever the mansion got wrecked, they actually had to with their hands rebuild it. (laughs) And like the next episode, it's like, oh, this has never happened in an X Men story. Like they actually have to like do the carpentry.
0: (laughs) I think like the Quicksilver dad thing was unnecessary. I think in the future, Quicksilver ought to just show up to do one cool Quicksilver thing, like we all look forward to, and then leave again, just like Mm -hmm. he did the last time.
3: In, it's like a music video in the middle of the movie here. Um, yeah, it goes on for like five minutes, and you're just like yeah. he's moonwalking and stuff. you like, like,
0: you know, when you go to a Bond movie, you're really looking forward to that intro because yeah. see what they do. See what they do this time. That's kind of like, what I want Quicksilver to do. I didn't really need the angst of him being like, you know, Magneto's son.
1: They had. To it didn't have really a go
0: anywhere. There. <laughs> yeah.
1: The thing is so, it was a it was a cool scene with him saving the X-Men, but it wasn't cool. as cool as the one from the previous film, but it did last longer.
3: It lasted forever and it was also like people are in danger. <laughs> like he's all like zip 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 I'm going to go ahead and hang out and drink a little soda and like
1: all this I did stuff, like, like the like, encroaching uh, doom while he was doing his whole thing though. It was, right? It and amazing. I, I like
0: I liked when he adjusts that one guy's hair when he made the gross face because the dude was about to kiss the other girl and saving the goldfish.
3: So that's like, it's funny in itself, but it's like its own thing. It doesn't have anything to do with this movie, really. They had to like make it up kind of. And also his personality is nothing like Quicksilver. They just wanted to write a cool dude in the middle of the movie, but he gets way more screen time than almost everybody else in this film. And it's just like, I just, Peter makes
2: me happy.
0: And that- by the way, another freaking power that Apocalypse has apparently he's super fast also
3: Oh is he oh <laughs> yeah so, no that was funny too. He has that fight with Apocalypse where he's just kind of tossing him around like a rag doll
0: uh-huh but then all of a sudden it's like no, my eyeballs move very fast and he breaks yeah. like. Did you guys did- know? Did you guys know that both quicksilvers are in kickass Kickass okay see, I'm the only one who didn't know that. I was watching kickass the other day and like hey that's both Quicksilvers.
3: I did is, not know that. I never that watched Kick-Ass.
1: Literally it's, one of my favorite movies ever.
0: It's Kick-Ass, and then later the other Quicksilver becomes Ass Kicker.
3: Right. So. I, uh, Sarah,
1: watch Kick-Ass.
3: It's a Millar property, isn't it? Like I always am like, mm, no it's Millar. It's very violent.
0: But there's a cool uh, gal in it. What's her name? If you
1: tell me what you don't like about Miller, I can tell you if it's in the movie
3: um yeah does he i mean honestly like it probably isn't in the movie because i think the biggest problem with him is like you know 90 percent of the time is treatment of women um but it probably isn't in a 90 minute movie that was like actually designed to sell <laughs> to people <laughs> like
1: the hit girl character only, is pretty
0: awesome yeah cool. there's only one female and she's pretty awesome chloe Grace like, Moretz.
1: it's her yeah. breakout role
3: oh yeah. awesome and if like that's my thing is like probably if like he didn't directly write it. (laughs) It's probably good, but (laughs) it's like, I mean, this is the guy that gave us like inbred she Hulk and like things like that, you know, and like Uh Janet Van Dyne that likes getting punched and like, you know, just stuff that's really gross. I can't deal with that guy.
1: Yeah. 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 I recommend the film.
3: Cool. I Uh, might watch it. (laughs) It sounds, Um, I mean, it's more appealing and we're about ready to run out of X-Men movies. So
0: (laughs) yeah, we are. We are. Oh, we can start doing. Yeah. We can start doing, um,
1: it is technically it a Marvel movie. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't recommend watching Kick Ass 2 because it's sure. more intense but less fun. But oh. Kick Ass is like the, the violence and the uh everything is, is just really it's a fun film.
3: And isn't Nick Cage in it?
1: hmm
0: <laughs> Probably the last good thing he's done lately. I don't know. Oh I don't know. I don't Mandy was really yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's
3: a chainsaw that. fight.
0: Oh, oh that's,
1: great.
3: For like, that's a thing that lasts for 15 minutes in a movie that I'll watch again and again. <laughs> Two dudes just fighting with chainsaws.
1: All right. So we've obviously said everything about X <laughs> Apocalypse because it's chainsaw hands time.
3: Oh, yeah. Is that correct, though? I'm just like, what other characters? Because they have like a billion characters in this movie.
1: Well, down the
0: list, we talked about Professor X, Magneto, Mystique, Apocalypse, Beast, Quicksilver, Psylocke, Jean Grey, uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Cyclops, Storm, Jubilee, Havoc, Storm. Striker, Angel, <laughs> Jubilee. That's it.
1: Caliban. We talked wow. about Caliban. Could have been a horseman, wasn't.
3: Yeah. <laughs> instead he, <laughs> instead he founded a popular rock band and then went solo. Man.
1: So one thing I don't, Those pumpkins will never get over it.
0: <laughs> I don't think I stayed for the post credits. The first. I don't know if you guys did for this I one because it is no. two and a half hours.
3: Yeah, I bounced.
0: But. So one thing, and this is totally unnecessary, but it does connect to Logan, which we will be reading or reading. Does watching it? next. Yes. The end has them cleaning up the whole Weapons X debacle on this movie. And these guys come in and they walk over all the dead bodies and they take the blood of Logan and they put it in a suitcase that has the name of like, uh, what's that guy? Mr. Sinister?
1: Nathaniel Essex.
0: <laughs> Nathaniel Essex. It says like Essex Corporation. Yep, yep. And that is where, and that is the blood that they use to create Laura in. Oh, oh Logan. shit. Logan. And originally, apparently, Logan was supposed to have Mr. Sinister in it, but they decided not to do that. Yeah. But it okay. is the Essex Corporation.
1: I literally 100% thought that that just didn't go anywhere because the franchise was dying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there Morgan is a connection. But it actually does into Logan.
0: Like, I don't really care. I've seen Logan multiple times without knowing this connection, and it was fine. Like, you could just say <laughs> they, they got his blood somewhere, and I believed it. But there literally is an on-screen connection now, if you watch the post-credits.
1: Oh, does that mean Logan
0: is next? Logan what?
3: That's right, huh? Is
0: Logan next? Yeah, I think so.
3: That's before Deadpool 2, isn't it? Or is it?
0: Uh, Logan is next. 2017, then Deadpool 2, then Dark Phoenix. <gasps> and then then the new-, new Mutants.
1: <laughs> Which is actually actually happening. We there saw we the trailer. The trailer is every out. Time, as this recording.
3: Every time it's like, oh, the new means is definitely happening. Like that song by the Backstreet Boys is like, quit playing games with my heart. Like starts like playing in my head. I'm just like, I'll believe it when I see it. This Although I will say, Ilyana, are you serious? That is the greatest casting I've ever seen in my right? life. That
1: looked really yes. cool. And watching her go dark child in the fil- in the trailer was pretty cool. I know.
3: Yeah. Yep. This is how they keep dragging me in.
1: Yep, yep, uh-huh. yep. Um, okay, so out. if y'all watch the, um, if, if y'all out there in listener land listen to these and you prefer the, well, I don't know. I was going to say if you prefer the, uh, you know, somewhat filtered conversation, we might take that off for Logan. but We didn't take it off for Deadpool, so I don't know. So <laughs> what? You know how we sort of filter ourselves on here? Because some people oh. listen to this with their kids. Oh. Right. And I was thinking about you like saying, hey, we're not gonna filter ourselves when we talk about Logan. But then I was like, well, we didn't really take off the filters yeah. for Deadpool, so I don't really know if we need to Yeah, I don't know. We get R rated okay.
3: whenever the movies get R-rated. So we're just yeah. like, Hey, now we can cuss.
1: <laughs> Make ours Marvel after dark. <laughs> all, right,
0: all right. Let's do it for Logan. Let's just all decide. Cause I don't think I cussed on this one either or Deadpool, because I'm just so used to not cussing on this show, but I could cuss.
2: Yeah, will be, be like fine. Let's just go. Five.
0: Yeah, let's go crazy potty mouth on Logan. On purpose. Next month, it's <laughs> make ours <Morning>. Marvel
1: Max.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're black people. Right. <laughs> we'll
0: have to. We'll put a warning on Twitter. This one's rated R, people. Okay. I like it. Good All idea. Right.
1: So that have we exhausted exactly kind of this film. <laughs> do we I, have to talk
0: know. about it? Do we have to talk is, about it for two and a half hours?
3: <laughs> there's no uh, plot, so that made it really easy, I think, for us to just go down a list of characters and not talk about the plot that much, because there's he not He gets one. them all
1: together, and then there's... Okay, okay, I do have to say this before we go on, uh, to the end or whatever. The entire last half of the film is one big fight scene, and throughout the fight scene, Magneto is making warbly whirls out of magnetic what's this... And I literally 100% do not understand why. If he had a right. job to do, why didn't it get done in 30 seconds? Why is what? he floating yeah. around the swirly stuff for an hour and a half?
2: <laughs> oh, and
0: yeah, I forgot about that. He does do after, that. After, after Apocalypse builds a pyramid in three seconds by wiggling his pinky. Mm-hmm. So What is it that Magneto has to do that Apocalypse apparently can't do by wiggling two pinkies? I don't know. (laughs) What is going on? I don't know either. What it was is he was waiting for him to have a change of heart so that he could then shoot all that stuff at Apocalypse.
1: Oh, that's what it was. That's what
0: it was. It's called Plot Device. (laughs) Did you know that Olivia Mon won Spike's Guy's Choice Award for this? And Jennifer Lawrence won People's Choice Award for Favorite Movie Actress for this movie? Anyway, not that that matters, but those were the two wins for this one.
2: Cool. (laughs)
1: yeah oh man right, well, I'm done <laughs> yeah
3: yep. all I really got to is just like magneto and his like his tearful turnaround at the end which i believe that he does like pretty regularly at this point <laughs> um x-Men He's now I have to work cool. with you or whatever
1: <laughs> well let's uh That's let's go on the like go
0: it's ahead. very frustrating because Michael Fassbender as magneto is super awesome so the fact that he keeps being super awesome in these movies. It's just like a huge waste of everything. Kind okay, of. I,
1: ha- I have a challenge for you. Okay. Let's go out on a positive note by <laughs> randomly remembering a scene that you liked. I'll start Jean Grey walking on air and being super powerful.
3: I liked whenever Psylocke's knife got all big and she was uh, ready to kill people. I
0: already said I liked the Magneto family death scene. So I'll come up with something new and say I liked the Professor X versus um, Apocalypse in his brain, in their brains thing. Because I always think it's cool when they do psychic fights
2: mm-hmm. in comics.
1: So it was neat to see that in a movie. I liked. Well, liked is a strong word. I uh, found amusing the um, when everyone's in Cerebro, they all see like what Omni Theater screens are supposed to look like. <laughs> And Moira McTiger's like, oh my gosh.
3: This technology is two years away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so maybe we've exhausted it all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's the I end. promise
1: I'll like the next
0: movie. I know. Yeah, I'm like basically the next movie. just
3: like, well, the looks were really good. I already said that. Like <laughs> uh uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
3: I liked uh, feeling like Jubilee might exist in this franchise, I
1: guess. If only she could. Yeah. And the thing is she's supposed to be in Dark Phoenix and they cut her.
2: Did she,
0: did she go to the movies with him? Is that the scene we're talking about? Yeah. Yep. Okay. But then She's she also. just didn't keep going with them for some reason.
3: <sighs> nope.
1: They had okay. her social. Because Jubilee has to go to the mall. Oh, that was oh. the thing. Because like, she didn't get arrested. going to the mall. And yeah. like, what's a mall? That was a fun moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. that was a great moment.
3: That's
2: classic. I want, out of I want the pages to go, go to the
0: mall. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I want like, to go to the Nightcrawler
0: mall. Nightcrawler is so adorable. You're just like, oh, I want to take you to the mall. This is gonna be fun.
3: He's just so excited. And by like,
0: the oh. way, how much fun would that scene be? Because Nightcrawler can't mask himself. So when he went to the mall, did everybody scream and run around,
1: or what? I like, know what happened just... there.
3: Why isn't that in the movie? this <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Two and a half hour long movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can we just have the next X Men movie be them at the mall, and that's right, the movie?
3: I've made a lot yeah. of jokes about how they're like not allowed to go to the mall. And it's actually like unethical for them to leave their houses and they should Amazon everything. <laughs> like Amazon is unethical for most people, but for the X-Men, it's actually more ethical because every time they go to the mall, they get attacked. So, mm. you know,
0: so two being, of my favorite X-Men issues are is Chris Claremont wrote like a back-to-back uh, female night out and a male night out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I love both Australia of those issues. Australia era. Yeah. And yeah, I know there was fighting, but the fighting didn't really matter. It was totally just about them out being them, you know, weird characters out at the mall or the bar or wherever Well, that,
1: that Girls Night Out was the first Jubilee appearance. Uh-huh. Yes, it was. Yep. And the Guys so Night Out was ball. a riff on the DC Invasion crossover. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Gene wow. Bomb. It was Gene Gray.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: wow. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I do wish that sometimes there'd be just more. I mean, I know it's a movie, so you gotta pack in what you gotta pack in, but sometimes I like comics where, like, the whole premise isn't punching Uh sometimes it's more fun
1: or the punching serves another story yeah right yeah so yeah how about
0: x-men at the mall i love it let's do that i'd watch that for two hours
3: yeah Mm -hmm. that's the
1: sequel to the mutants that we're gonna go and sponsor (laughs) right now (laughs) (laughs) right because now of course the new mutants can be in it they can go to the mall with Uh them Uh Right.
3: Literally another team of people who cannot go to the mall. <laughs> like in, in the new <laughs> mutants comic, Ball. they just go to the mall in like one of the early issues and everybody's like, you all seem like mutants or whatever. And they're like, ha Why did you say that? <laughs> like,
0: Cause, Cause Sam's ears are so big. Like what? They don't look <laughs> like.
3: <mutants>. <laughs> <laughs> Your accent yeah. sounds all mutiny. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. What's
0: going on with you? Are you it's from the South?
1: Appalachia. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so we'll be back in a month for logan there's another regular weekly episode talking about silver age comics on your feed right now go listen to that um we never go into one of these episodes intending to tear the movie apart except for this (laughs) time
3: yeah this time a little bit Uh,
0: yeah what are you gonna do i I mean if you guys like the movie write in and tell us why
1: and we'll read it
3: yeah Yeah. we'll tell you you're wrong
1: that's fine
3: (laughs) We love to pretend we love things. <laughs> yeah.
1: The listener's always right, Mike. Okay, the mm-hmm. listener's always
0: right. We'll tell you you're right then. Go ahead. <laughs> Top 10 uh, reasons this movie is awesome.
1: Challenge. Go. Sarah, anything cool that's going on with you right now that we could, they can check out?
2: Yes.
3: Um. As of, I think, either tomorrow or Monday, there's going to be an article that's on Comics Beat that is about Mystique and Destiny's relationship. I wrote about <gasps> 2,500 words on it. <laughs> I got to read that. That's yeah. going to be exciting. Yeah. Comic speed is usually like I've been reading their stuff and they turn out a ton of really great reviews and stuff like that. It looks like they're kind of aiming for some more long form stuff. So it's nice to work for them because I get to get really, really wordy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and you've been putting out some fantastic stuff over at bitches on comics.
3: Good old bitches on comics. Yeah. Um, Essie and I just started recording some more. We're catching up on all of our questions. Uh, we It's like a podcast where people write in for listeners. Um, you write in and ask us questions. We're starting to finally like record all of the ones from 2019 and kind of start into some new ones. So there's all kinds of different stuff that we're going to be talking about coming up that is really exciting.
1: You, you made me laugh out loud with What's a Mewinkle?
3: <laughs> yeah, we just recently covered like the X-Men Christmas special, which... Uh, I love, like, I watched that special a ton whenever I was a kid and just, it's never going to get old. And there's, what's a miracle? What's a miracle? <laughs> there's a Muppet. It's great.
1: All right. Um, and Mike, you're just yeah, being you. You everything going just on? Just
0: being you on this. Just being me. I'm not being you. I'm being me on this <laughs> show. Okay. That's it. That's all I do. Otherwise okay. this show would collapse.
1: Well, go check out Mike being Mike and me being me over at the other episode, and we will see y'all again in a month.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: We're legally allowed to drink now. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I am drinking actually, and I need to share this with you because it's important, I am drinking an apocalypse beer right
0: now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I we should have thought of that. It's an I IPA. Just,
3: I wrote I
2: X-Men on the label.
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that I would do if awesome. I were like a 16 year old. I'm like uh-huh. X-Men apocalypse beer. <laughs>
1: Apocalypse. IPA <laughs> hey,
3: That's oh, what it is, it's gosh. so good
1: Um, now I want to go get a drink
3: I know, you should
1: <laughs> Do you want to give me like 60 seconds to make myself an eggnog?
3: Absolutely
1: a Make yourself an eggnog? Okay. Well I have eggnog in the fridge I have rum on the counter So I'm just going to do a quick well, mix huh? You gotta
0: do what you gotta do It'll take two yeah. ticks Alright
3: <laughs> Have you been I've reading any comics lately? Right <laughs>
0: just what we do for the show i'm so late
3: yeah i've been listening more to the show um i yeah i've kind of got like a fragment of time i finished like two other podcasts that ran their whole course so now i'm like doubling up on old episodes
0: it's raring up fantastic four is actually good now yeah Uh, i don't know what else is good actually not a lot has been good well avengers is okay it's kind of interesting because they just changed but it wasn't good, but now it's getting better.
3: Wait a second, what era are you all on right now? Who's the writer?
0: Oh, it's all still Stand the Man or everything, really, but um, the the Avengers just changed to the Kooky Quartet.
2: Right. And right.
0: so that was like fun sounding, but then like the first two <laughs> issues were really not great. But mm-hmm. Swordsman was fun. So we just covered the first part of Swordsman. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So now
0: now it's kind of starting to ramp up and be interesting. The X Men are horrible right now with Juggernaut. Yeah. So bad. Um, what else? Like we just we just got into like the Submariner and Nick Fury taking over those anthology books
3: oh right right and uh thor you're in you're like well into the kirby era yeah thor
0: is just oh my god he's been stuck in this like trial of who's a liar liar pants on fire for like (laughs) seven or eight issues or something like that um he just fought the destroyer for the first time and broke his hammer so that's the last one we covered
3: Mm, yeah okay but it's not over
0: 'Cause it's all he has to find those stupid lodestones and like prove that he's not a liar or something.
3: Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I like the tales of Asgard backup that they have in those yeah. comics that are just kind of bonkers <laughs> Jack Kirby yeah. deciding he like about Norse mythology. He's like, I read this book whenever I was twenty uh-huh. or something.
0: Well we got past that. Now it's an actual story plot that's been like on part five where they're trying to figure out who cracked Odin's big sword. Or oh yeah, yeah
3: yeah, I remember that part. I can't remember
0: what the sword's called, like the universe sword or the galaxy sword it's, or something <laughs> weird like
1: Odin sword. The Odin, Odin sword? sword. Okay, yeah,
0: cuz that's that's sounds like his originality. Yeah. The Odin sword <laughs> was cracked, which means Ragnarok might be coming. So now they're all it's taken like 5 issues for them to get on this boat and start looking for who cracked it. But so that's the
1: first <laughs> time we get to meet the Warriors 3.
2: Yeah. No, it's
0: like the Warriors 5 cuz there's also Larry the traitor and jerry the assassin right but they're, they're probably good too right nudge
1: nudge wink wink
3: <laughs> <laughs> they seem legit <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: they're yeah. not wearing red shirts so they should be good i'm also um, still
0: trudging along on batman which has nothing to do with megar's marvel but i do that occasionally too
3: are you doing the start from the beginning
0: i have i've i'm up to uh 1943 now so i mean i'm well into like the the just super cartoony bob Kane uh nonsense stuff kind of right
3: not so, quite to that place in the 50s where everything is like no is no the weirdest <laughs> no shit. he
0: still fights crime but the one i just read was like the first appearance of Tweedledee and Tweedledum so that's yeah. fairly <laughs> epic you know
3: yeah those, yeah no yeah.
0: aliens yet
2: right, that's right. yeah there was an era
1: where I just like show. absolutely hated reading world's finest comics because oh, every time Superman and Batman teamed up, it was a fucking stupid alien story.
0: <laughs> oh, I know that's my future. And then I watch, and then I'm on Twitter and like, there'll be people posting about new Batman, like, Oh, the city of Bane or whatever. And I'm thinking, God, am I just working really hard to get to this? Cause I don't want to read that <laughs> either. So what am I doing this for? I don't know, but mm, yeah. I keep doing it anyway.
1: Fair enough. But you're doing it so that you can have done it.
0: So I could say that I know everything about Batman, yes. And then I own Batman, and I'm the biggest Batman fan, and all the rest of you can suck it. (laughs) That's pretty much my goal, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. I honestly, honestly, honestly wonder if there's another person on the planet who has read all the Superman from the beginning.
0: Well, Mark Wade claims to have read all the Superman stories. Now, whether he continues to do that, I don't know. But at some point, he claimed it, like in the 90s.
3: Yeah, everybody thinks that that guy...
0: yeah, and he does know a lot about Superman. But he I don't does.
3: Know.
1: Turns out a lot of people have done it with Marvel characters. Like I thought whenever I was doing Spider-Man, I'd be the only guy, but a lot of people have read all the Spider-Man, but that's a lot easier to do. Too.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is, because you don't have to go through uh, 40s and 50s comic books, which sometimes are hard to get through.
3: You know mm-hmm. what? The one that's hard to get to get through that only I have read is Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Oh, uh-huh.
1: no. I bet you John read it.
3: I went through every single page. Did you?
1: I did. I read all of them.
3: Holy shit. I'm the whole family. family now. Oh my god, here we are in the same internet.
0: It's a Two people who comic. read
3: that Lo- comic.
0: Lois Lane Podcast, just throwing that out there. Oh you shit. Now that you've both read it, you might as well just Let's talk about it.
3: (laughs) Those stories are hilarious. (laughs) It's like a sitcom.
1: It is literally like a sitcom.
3: Yeah. Lois is completely out of character at all times for what we know of her before and after. (laughs) So that whole series just kind of exists in its own alternate mini different universes. She Marries Satan, which is so amazing. There's just a lot of amazing stories (laughs) in that
0: series. Well, just the title alone sounds insulting, right? Like I'm sure she yep. would love that in real life. Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Thank you for that.
3: <laughs> oh my god, I know.
0: You mean the I guy who it... doesn't acknowledge my existence ninety percent of the time? Yeah, especially in that
3: era, he's always like publicly humiliating her and stuff. <laughs> it's just like Jesus, dude.
1: <laughs> well, I kind of live in the middle of the '70s because, like, Lois and Clark are actually kind of dating. There's uh-huh. this one story where Clark loses his Superman powers unless he's wearing the super suit. And so he actu- actually explores what it would be like to just be Clark and not be Superman. And so he's just Clark and he can like punch Steve Lombard back for harassing him because he knows he won't hurt him.
2: Right. Well, not
1: not super hurt him. He'll mm-hmm. just yeah. Like, and Lois, once Clark stops making stupid excuses to go be Superman, that's the only thing about his personality that she has problems with. And so like, <laughs> they go back to his place at the end of the issue and it's pretty great. And ever since that one story, like she's referred to him as like, you know, somebody she's seeing. Mm -hmm. Was it golden age Superman
0: podcast or the thrilling adventures of Superman podcast that suggested that Clark slash Superman never really wanted to date Lois in the first place. And he just liked screwing with her. That
1: was definitely the feeling in the early, early stories. Oh yeah, yeah,
3: Absolutely. Except yeah. for like I don't know I loved those backup this is a different podcast that we're doing now but <laughs> there was this like the backup stories that they had in Superman I know that you were aware of them um but like they were probably like eight pages long or something and they just focused it was like a uh, Lois Lane girl reporter those yes. backup stories were so good and she comes across so well and she's super smart and everything is great i loved those she barely like even interacts with superman mm-hmm. mostly he's kind of just annoying because she's just like uh Superman's going to try to <laughs> keep me from risking my life all the time <laughs> like all of that uh-huh. and it's just like this is great That those backup stories and then like later of course Culturally, we change women are like it, we go from like WW2, you know, every all the women have to do everything. And then you go into the 50s and it's just like, oh, shit. You now, dear. like <laughs> Lois just wants to, like, get married so bad.
1: Yeah, she um <laughs> she was really cool in the 40s. Now, she, she was standoffish to Clark. She didn't like Clark. She calls she was him a to him coward sometimes, to his but... face. <laughs> yeah,
3: because he is. He totally acts like a coward. She wouldn't know.
1: And, and the whole, like, um, wanting to reveal Superman's secret identity, for the longest time, that was a Lana Lang thing. The adult totally. Superman stories almost never talked about his secret identity in the 40s. hmm Yep. But Lana Lang was, you know, messing with Clark in high school.
3: Yeah, Lana.
1: <laughs> damn it, Lana. Just
0: essentially Lois for high school.
3: They, they are all over the place with her characterization, though. Like, she is everywhere. I wrote about Lana at some point and was just like, this is like worse than Mary Jane, where it's just like whatever writer decided whatever <laughs> during mm-hmm. whatever time. And that's lo- that's who Lana is. You know, you're just like, damn. Mm-hmm.
1: She's come and go and she's gone for long stretches. She actually moves to Metropolis twice. Mm-hmm. Like they reintroduce her to the books twice. And yep. the second person has no memory of the first time it happened. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: Lana, Jesus.
1: So whenever they actually make her a character after the crisis, it was like, I don't know, kind of a thing.
0: That's because John Byrne was super into Lana, like admittedly openly thought he should be with Lana, not yeah. Lois. And then at some point he wrote that big, long maxi series about like, what if, what if these characters age in real time and like time actually passes and stuff. I can't remember what it's called, like Generations or something Yeah, there were like
1: three volumes of it, Generations. Yeah, I read it.
0: well, the third... Oh, wow, well, I won't spoil it for you then. But he totally Lana's up that thing. And just like total John Byrne fanboyism, because he just wants Lana and Superman to be forever together. So since he was responsible for Superman post-crisis, you bet you're believing that Lana's going
1: to be in it.
3: Yep. It took a while be... for Lois to get back with Superman.
1: Mm-hmm. Lois always has to get back with Superman. That's just the rules, I guess. It's yep. the rules. I thought New 52 did pretty well by Lana, uh, brought out her archaeology career, um, made her superwoman after a rebirth, but right. she was with John Henry for a while. and
3: Uh-huh. I thought yeah. she did pretty cool stuff. Oh, yeah. And John Henry and Lana was a re- really good match. I kind of enjoyed that era, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
1: <laughs> so, X-Men, I guess we should talk about the movie. Okay. Um. <laughs>